We've got on the line with us Tony Galliardi. He is the state director for the National Federation of Independent Business for Colorado and Wyoming. So, Tony, welcome. Uh, let's talk about this uh, this bad boy down at the state house. This um, let's see, it's Senate Bill nineteen one eighty eight, the paid family leave. Uh, you're an expert on this. Uh, tell our listeners what's going on with this. Uh, well, first, let me thank you for allowing me uh, to come on your show, Kim. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And to Always get right a pleasure to, to have you, Tony. <laughs> and to get right to it, uh, the family leave bill, uh, the first thing it does is creates a program uh, for medical and family leave insurance. Uh, it be housed over at the uh, Department of Labor and Employment, and what it will do is provide partial wage replacement benefits to uh, an individual who takes leave from work, for instance, to care for a new child or a family member with a serious health condition. But if you keep reading through the description of who uh, is eligible for the employee to take the leave, what it boils down to is this. I really like you a lot, Kim, so if you get sick, I'm entitled to take leave whether there's a, any type of relationship. It just has to be a close relationship. Um, we believe this is bad for business uh, in the sense that um, nobody, you know, nobody's going to say, hey, there shouldn't be paid leave should one of these instances occur. But what we object to and... Um, what we object to is a one-size-fits-all government program that mandates what many of our members already do, and that provide paid family leave. But you know what? Our members take the time to work it out with the employee. We don't need government uh, to step in and mandate it. Uh, they assume every business of any type or size can afford to offer the same benefits, for instance, as large companies do. And that's not not the case. And uh, in our organization, which NFIB is a 76-year-old membership-driven organization, we're representing 325,000 members across the nation. Uh, our average member has between five and nine employees. You cannot. It is it is illogical to think that those businesses can provide the same benefit as a Walmart or a Kmart or a Target uh, or a Costco, any of those. And this bill goes as far as to say, regardless if you already have a plan in place, you still will be forced to enroll your employees in the state-run plan. So now you've got two plans. Here's what's going to happen. And this came out in an interview I read um, with one of the uh, local uh, publications in town. I'm just going to use the name Catherine. Catherine's the president of a small engineering and manufacturing company in Centennial. They, she is adamantly in support of this family leave bill. On her own, she says she struggles to provide a paid leave program, which is a problem because she is competing for engineers with larger companies that offer bene better benefits. Okay. She is looking at the so-called cost savings it would be to her to have this state 
program. So what she's saying is let's pass Senate Bill 188, establish the family leave program so I can get rid of my benefit. And that is what's going to happen. So if you're working for a company that already has a paid leave program, if 188 passes, regardless of how good and superior your private program is compared to the state program, employers will drop their private programs and the the, uh, workforce will be forced to adopt the state plan. Well, and first of all, it's not the role of government to be doing these kinds of programs. It's it's really should be between the employer and the employee. Absolutely. And, um, and when I look at the actual cost here, it starts out as uh, what the employee puts in point three four percent of of their salary, and then the employer matches it. But a couple of things, they are calling this a premium, not a tax, so that it gets around Tabor, which I think that that is so disingenuous because <clears throat> Tabor is part of the Colorado Constitution. And just by changing the word in the Supreme Court in Colorado has supported this, unfortunately. So uh, I think that uh, it goes against the will of the people to say, if you want to tax us, first of all, you have to ask us. But secondly, I find this uh, from what Patty showed me, is that the director of the state has sole discretion on, uh, excuse me, going back, the, uh, that uh, they can actually increase that, that cost without, uh, here we go, the premium starts at 0.34% of salary for both the employee and employer for, for a total of 068 However, going forward, starting in 2023, the director can change the premium. So in essence, Uh this could be escalating on payroll. And we talk about trying to make, you know, make things more affordable for the middle class. And when you start chipping away at all these different things that's going on at the Colorado legislature, just think what that's going to do to take home pay for people. Oh, and you're absolutely correct. And how this bill is set up. This legislation is set up as an enterprise. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, This is set up as an enterprise. What that does is that exempts this entire program, such and programs like the hospital provider fee and the unemployment trust fund and that, and exempts them out from underneath Tabor. And it does have a solvency surcharge that the director could impose if the plan falls below a necessary balance to maintain benefits. Now, NFIB did a comprehensive REMI analysis of this bill. And um, within the next nine years, there'll be a job loss of over 14,000 jobs. Oh, my gosh, Tony. The real gross product in Colorado will be... uh, decrease by a cumulative amount of $13.5 billion by 2029. Wow. Hey, Tony, you know what? We um, we got you on just very last minute because this was down at the State House yesterday. Let's get you back on and spend a little bit more time on it. We're just about out of time today because we're going to be talking with Jill Vecchio regarding socialized medicine. But uh, let's get you back on and talk about this because um, I think that we need to delve into it a bit more. And uh, so just I really thank you for coming on this morning, though, to give us a quick synopsis well, thank on what you. happened yesterday. Thank, thank, thank you. This bill will be up again in the Senate Finance Committee probably within the next 10 days. So I encourage everybody to um, keep an eye on it and show up at the Capitol. 
Okay, well, very good. Tony Galliardi, thank you so much.